1: This sucks, Cassie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Save it, save
3: it, Neil. I know. Save it for after the clap. (laughs) Three, two, one, clap. Go, Neil. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to 4 Top 3s. Let's start with Cassie. Hi, I'm Cassie. No, 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 no. Cassie? Hi. Cassie. Why? Why'd
1: you do this? This sucks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you want to chime in. (laughs) Okay. Hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome to four top threes. Uh I'm V, I'm from Britain. Hi, I'm Cassie.
2: I'm from Germany.
0: I'm Aether and I'm from Westman uh Iceland. I'm Neil and I'm pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so Love you too, uh, Neil. This ep- <laughs> no, actually I'm I'm Kessie yeah. Cassie. what is this episode?
1: Okay. <laughs> Difficult.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I uh I wanted to do one where we talk about the inspirations for we had for uh, the things we do for Blighthouse, because I think we should uh, at least once in a while um, link back to the things we, we make.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> said inspirations and then you specified.
2: <laughs> because I, because I, my brain thinks in, in German words, so... <laughs> Uh, you know compound words and stuff like that so um, Mm -hmm. basically the things that inspire us to uh, our current creations so Mm. i had to kind of specify it a little bit more because just inspirations (laughs) uh, would be a bit weird (laughs) i i want to know what would it (laughs) 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 i mean inspiration is a weird thing like Different things yeah. inspire you depending on your mood or like the time of day. Like mm-hmm. you would answer things differently. Oh, oh you so oh, mad Cassie. Oh, Cassie. See see, I think I
3: see see okay. I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna step back because I was only I was only fucking around. As <laughs> soon as you said inspirations for lighthouse things, my brain went bosh, bosh, bosh. Oh, I'm done. Great, move away. Um, yeah. so I actually found this stupid well, easy. You have all <laughs> of T. <So> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I I found this super easy for me to to fuck around with, but I'm I'm I I have that, so I was actually okay with this. But for me, this feels a bit like Homeward. your favorite song, and we need it to have it like honed down a little bit, so it's a little bit easy for us to do. And I think by having inspirations, my brain was like fuck, and then you were like. For blight house oh that's much better so i'm aboard thank you so much for narrowing that
0: down kessie i'm with you on this Yay. well I, i'm not very inspirationed. so i was happy with the original thing yeah i
1: don't think i don't sit and make characters with like a lot of inspirational thoughts in mind you know what i mean i kind of like look at the book and just like play with it i don't no no don't... not so have, but it's just, just, also,
2: that's also yeah also yeah inspiration no I, like, it yeah, is it is more music up,
1: you you narrowed yeah. down what songs I can use sure but like also all of these are just songs now all of our episodes are just like me songs <laughs> but, if, if <laughs> you also stop having songs featured on our podcast stop asking me what I like <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> all right top three things we hate <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs>
3: song I also, hate. <laughs> Yeah, the but, bottom three. Our but, bottom three. That's our April Fool's episode. But like, that's the three. reason I
2: said the inspiration for the things we create. Like it, it didn't have to be like just yeah. music. It could like if you open up a D&D book and you see like a random sub character class and you're like, oh, this sounds like something I would like to play. Then that's also a source of inspiration.
1: It's I, not uh, yep. inspiration. It's just what I'm going to play. Just... <laughs> oh monk wasn't inspiration for Raw. You weren't inspired when you read the, the, the no. very dry text of the 50 Monk description? No. In fact, I, I ignored much... most of it and I just decided Yeah, to...
0: Okay, but... 1D6 def- unarmed as a bonus action. Actual
3: worst. You're the actual worst. <laughs> you <laughs> but i mean we're
0: fucking around
2: we're fucking around <laughs> there must have been a part of you that went into a, a D book and saw look like dragonborns and was like okay how can i fuck this this uh the the what is the thing called the breath <laughs> the, okay. <up> the most <laughs> 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 that, must have, that must have been a source of inspiration come on <laughs> see I,
3: I think i think i know why you were a dragonborn because, uh, at least at least for TLD, if you don't listen to TLD, this is not going to make any sense for you. So, lucky what, die, what, go check it out.
2: Like, honestly, what are you doing RAL? if you're not listening to DLD? Yeah,
3: well, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, go listen to, like, 11 days of that before catching... No, don't listen to us, please. We need the numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, you chose Rao because when we started TLD, I'm like, hey... I'm really bad at this lore shit. So everything I vaguely understand is over here and you can play them and that's super easy. Everything I don't understand is going over there until I could be bothered to learn how to deal with that properly. And then if you want to play a Dragonborn, it's possible, Mm -hmm. it's hard mode, I'd rather that you didn't and you went, I'll
1: take that. <laughs> you said that, and I pitched, and I pitched an idea, but that idea had existed in my head before, and that is the same situation that we're in with another certain thing that we're 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 gonna start soon. V. We're in the yes. uh, when I started raw, we were in the same boat. It was just mm-hmm. a mechanical ca- character concept in my head of smashing an idea to, of uh, a race and class combo together with a certain concept that was raw. The end.
2: That is still inspiration. <laughs> I, I think you're you're in, you're thinking of inspiration as a you look at something and you're like, oh my god, all these ideas that are floating in my head. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I, what what I consider inspiration. It's like uh, like random little bits that that make you go, oh, it would be interesting to see those in a different context or uh, influence the work I'm uh, currently working on or something like that. You know, would be very interesting then. Then that's also inspiration. It's not like a. Eureka! Right. Oh my god! I suddenly have this dragonborn in my head.
3: That's <laughs> fucking sick. I, I, it's gonna I'm, I'm the like world. that with like twenty percent of TLD characters that have just popped fully formed into my brain. I'm like, well, now there's the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that happened. <laughs> And she wouldn't go away, so now you'll have to deal with it too. Um, <laughs> you fuckers, all right, Cassie, Let's start. Yeah, let's let's start with you, Kessie. Uh, yeah, Kessie, Why don't you just go ahead order.
1: and tell us, huh? Why don't you <laughs> yes. just go ahead and tell us what inspires you, huh?
3: Four counter
1: about inspirations. Inspire me, Kessie. <laughs>
2: No, I can do that, Neil.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, no one does.
2: <sighs> All right, Kessie,
3: let's have your uh, your third or or one of the things for, I'm guessing Counterbalance yeah. is what we're going to go for.
2: Yeah, because I wanted to make it for like everything we do for Blighthouse and the main thing I do for Blighthouse mm-hmm. is Counterbalance. So one of my main inspirations was uh, an audio drama podcast uh, that aired like 2009. It is called Second Shift second shift um it's about mm-hmm. uh, three teenagers from boston i think it was that are like get transported into a fantasy world and they uh, they um, meet three other people of their same age there and um, they—I don't want to say—they go on an adventure because the first thing they do in season one is basically they open up a, uh, a delivery service.
0: <laughs> adventure. <laughs>
2: um,
0: We're gonna bring going postal to this world. <laughs>
2: um, but it was the first piece of media in which dummy me, because I'm a very dumb person, was able to actually. Uh, see um, the, the symmetry in like different characters. Like, oh, this character in from from Boston is actually the counterpart to this character from the other world, and um, it, it had very uh, a beautiful symmetry to it. Like the entire cast, and it was the first time that I, like I actually could see like character arcs evolving. That um, character choices actually affected uh, how another character changed their way of thinking or like changed their behavior. Um, like taking what the other character has uh, said to them into account and uh, basically affecting the entire journey of this character. And um, as I said, I, I was a very dumb child. So that was literally the first time I I could actively see that. And I was like, wait, this is a thing? And um, I wanted to <laughs> write something that like played around with this idea or like on uh, 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 use uh, use this idea and uh, try to use these things that I just learned, basically, and see where I can take them. And so that's what that was uh, my inspiration.
3: That's like the, the main interactions between um, Lynn and Maliki and Raka is how they are affecting each other.
2: Yes, exactly. That's yeah. why I started the story in the first place, because I have other stories set in the same world, but I wanted a blank slate. So that's why I uh, started Counterbalance. I was like, OK, let's start with new characters and embed the idea of them having very uh, opposing opinions in, within each other. Or like uh, like before I wrote anything, I made a big anal- uh, analysis sheet where I wrote down like uh, what these characters' opinions on different things are and where their differences lie and uh, stuff like that. And like I later channeled that into the writing. Um, but yeah, that, that all came because I listened to Second Shift and I was like, I, I, I did have like this, wait, hey, this is happening <laughs> thing in my head. Like, and ever since then, I've been, Uh, looking at stories from a different angle, more from this, ah, I can see exactly this is the point where this character is having the turning point. Which is not something I used to be able to do before.
0: (laughs) I I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know exactly when I had my, like, realization of this as well, but there was some piece of media, may have have been Avatar The Last Airbender, where I realized that you could have characters, like mirror each other while both of them stand for completely opposing uh, ideals and you could see how the ideals kind of affect the way they move through the world that it's a it's a it's a a beautiful thing
2: yeah
0: however having this realization and starting to look for it is maybe the biggest like maker of hate in your (laughs) life because (laughs) as soon as you realize that there's such detailed writing available. And then you go and you watch like the, the new AAA movie that just came out with like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And you're like, all right, now the bad guy, he stands for all these ideals. And the good guy stands for all these ideals. Now let's see their ideals clash. Oh, they just shot each other. Oh, <laughs> oh my
2: this God, is they a... jumped from out of a helicopter and into a <laughs> Ferrari that was driving 180 miles per hour across the yeah, street. Yeah, so that's what the movie's
3: about. They're not about watching these two characters interact and their unreconcilable differences. It's about watching a dude jump out of a aer- helicopter into a Ferrari at 180 miles an hour. That's what the movie is about. Like, that's no. the entirety of why the movie is No, no, no,
0: no,
1: no, no. Inspiring. No. See, see,
0: I understand that. Like, when I go see Batman, I don't expect a deep thriller about two opposing characters with ideals, even though that's what they're you supposed do what, to be yeah. about. Uh, <clears throat> but, but then I go and I watch, like, Avatar. Like that movie the 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 blue Space cats, <laughs> like that movie was supposed to be super deep and philosophical about like ideas of capitalism and naturism and blah blah blah, and then you watch the movie, and it's just blue cats having sex with their hair throwing spears at planes. It's terrible, it's absolutely terrible. it has no fucking point, but it's supposed to, it's
1: and also there's no the reason honest, not to but they play. spent much more money yeah. to make it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It made everyone blue, daba dee, daba tie.
3: Like, James
2: Cameron was like, "Where do I go with, go with all this money?"
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I'll make another one. I'll make another
2: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. Like the the, I, like everybody understands. Like the the blockbusters are just supposed to be like good fun, like eye candy, entertaining, and whatnot. And then there are things that are supposed to be deep and s- philosophical, but. There's so much shit out there that thinks it's being deep, while it's still playing in a kiddie pool. Like, like it's it's so shallow. A lot of it, it's it's so unimpressive, and it thinks it's being so clever, but it's not. It's it's terrible, and that's where I identify with what you're talking about, Cassie. It's the idea that like, oh, we could have these like really interesting, really deep character moments, but instead we have.
2: We don't know how to work our way do- towards that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's
0: that's that's also like a really annoying thing. Is when you have two really good ideas, two yeah. really good characters, and then the writer doesn't know how to make them clash, so they just kind of like. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Um, it's it's like watching like two separate movies. They just happen to be walking along the same path for like 20 minutes and then they just go off and do their things. Like, I'm less interested in that. I'm more interested in in how they affect each other. Like, how how they, even if this end goal is exactly the same, watching them change is, is interesting. But having like two, three, four main characters and they just don't really. Do it like you could tell their story separately, and it's the same story. Like that's boring as fuck. Um, but from what I have read of Counterbalance and listened, go listen if you haven't. Um, they don't do that. <laughs> they they interact. <laughs> yeah. They affect each other.
0: <laughs> they have good reasons to interact. Yeah. Intrinsic reasons to their goals as characters. You know. Yeah. Hey, you're fucking up the fucking Tangle Weave. You ain't running away from me now. I haven't, and you have no proof. All right, well, I'm putting you under house arrest until <laughs> I can prove it. There you go. There you go. That's a fucking understandable character motivation for two characters to hang out that don't like each other.
3: See, see, I, I've been like imitating Malachi because all I hear through the recording wall most Thursdays <laughs> is Malachi yelling. No. And Aether said, please stop doing that because it makes him unhappy. So I, I, oh. I want to do something right oh. now. But you need to understand I'm holding back. Uh,
0: <laughs> you can, the <laughs> <laughs> you can imitate him as much as you want.
3: <laughs> well, oh. that is a, a, a good... Thank you for that, Kessie. Um, I can at least see where that appears in Counterbalance, and if you listening haven't, go listen. This is like going to be the most self wanky episode in the one. I'm going <laughs> to lean into it. I'm going to fucking lean into it. Um, go listen to Counterbalance. It's amazing. Um, are
0: you going to r- sprain your wrist? <laughs> I think so.
3: It's more the angle. It's the leg lift. I think is going to be the problem. Um,
0: <laughs> Patting yourself on the back while jerking somebody off. It's just going to. Sorry, myself. Your, your wrists are going to be blown
2: off, by the other person. I'm sorry, myself. She's. She's jerking someone off and that person is pat- patting her on the back for yeah, it. Yeah, that's...
3: Yeah. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you. <laughs> Self-love <laughs> is still love.
2: Um, all right.
3: Um, Aethel, you're you're next on my screen. What have you got? Okay,
0: so Cassie absolutely fucked me with this topic <laughs> because <laughs> I, I have three things on the Blighthouse studio right now. I have Squash, Gref, and Maliki's voice. <laughs> uh, Maliki's wo- inspiration for his voice was literally just a random drug dealer Who you made explosive on a random podcast I I did once So I'm not bringing <laughs> name that it,
2: up Name it,
0: name uh, it Liberty, critical episodes, research so. I don't remember the name of the character But he was uh, 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 an explosive trip, maker trip. trip, really? Yes mm. Yeah, Yeah. it was uh, an explosive maker oh, I was just going to call him
3: nipples But that maybe just how I remember him <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I was uh, the voice voice of a character named Trip, who was an explosive maker, but he was also uh, uh, um, an, uh, an addict. And he was like, uh, he was like fighting to get a job so that he could fuel his addiction. And that's the voice I picked for him. And just like a little bit of a higher screecher, more animalistic, slightly just whatever you want to call it is Maliki. Well,
2: let's be honest, uh, I didn't boring. give you much of a choice. I heard that voice. I was like, Mm-mm. give me that voice. <laughs> and that's what you got <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, the only the alternative I knew of
2: you was Jonas <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
0: yeah Jonas just my voice so boring um, so just uh, inspirational in general uh, for just a lot of my creations a lot of things I do and maybe future Blind House projects is um, listening to other people dissect stories it is the dumbest thing I do I listen to <clears throat> multiple hours of YouTube content of people just dissecting stories, talking about character interactions and how they're mirroring each other and flipping, uh, like uh, bouncing off each other and how they are being affected by the world and the world is affecting them. And I love that shit. And I write down little notes to myself all the time of just like little thoughts that I'm just like, that is a really clever idea. I may never use them. I may throw them in a a. a, a in a in a character or in a podcast or into a D thing but that's a huge inspiration for me and definitely ref definitely squash have been affected by my <laughs> unhealthy consumption of wanky literature people on youtube
1: <laughs> i feel like i do the same thing I love watching those analysis videos more than I like watching the the actual content.
2: Neil, you you could just have said, oh, that was on my list too. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Take one thing off your list. Done.
1: But- no i watched I, there was like a, a popular recommended video uh that came across a couple of people's things and i was one of those victims of the the uk <laughs> version of utopia and i watched the whole yeah. seven hour video before i watched any of utopia <laughs> and then i went and watched oh, it me. and i i wouldn't stop talking about it for a while because it was yeah, the first tv like- show i'd watched in a couple of years i don't watch a lot of tv like sue me yeah. you know <laughs> that's it- what i've got to talk about but th- like what you're talking about there is what me and Kessie
0: were talking about earlier. It's the like yeah. you watch somebody break down something down and you're like, oh, this is like really deep and cleverly written, and these yeah. characters have really cool motivations. And then you watch the show and you're like, wow, I'm going to analyze really this good.
1: differently than I might have uh, yeah. initially. Yeah.
0: And then you turn around and you try to watch the eighth season of fucking Ring of Power <laughs> or whatever, and you're just like, <laughs> what? are... Who are these people? Why are they doing the things they're doing? This is terrible.
3: You're this all terrible character people. Isn't that silly? How could they just forget a strong military thing? Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> naming no shows. No naming no shows.
0: <laughs> That's why I said ring of power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Neil. But yeah, guilty. Uh, my guilty. third thing is basically just. Listen to other people talk about stories, learn from other people's failures and learn from other people's successes. That's fantastic inspiration for your own creative juices and has affected Blighthout Productions. And hopefully will in the future.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. (laughs) All right, Neil, what have you got?
1: Okay. I'm i g- I'm gonna not start with music, but the next two are probably gonna be music. I'm just gonna lay it out there. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> <fine>. how, how, <laughs> be prepared. how did you find the music thing? <laughs> um I I just
1: I it wasn't necessarily an inspiration, quote unquote, but it is something that I had in mind, um I think I might have mentioned it, but I I can't remember V when we were discussing like the pacing of Rawls and spoilers, like obviously, um, (laughs) of, of Rawls sickness. Hmm. When we were discussing how it was going to be paced through the movie and stuff like that. I. Intentionally at the time, dissociated his sickness and everything from a lot of real world things. Um, anything yeah. that was too real or might bring up traumas and stuff like that. Just so everyone's like, Neil, why didn't you list this movie or that movie that are sad for this way? Uh, intentional, <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> um, but something that I think that I mentioned as far as like pacing it and showing a character whose basically de- health is rapidly deteriorating um, was District Nine. He suffers a lot in that one. <laughs> and uh, just in terms of pacing his sickness out, that was for some reason, and probably because I was intentionally dissociating it from real sicknesses, I had that kind of in mind for the pacing of...
3: Yeah, we have we've spent a lot of time before we started recording, figuring out what kind of mechanically are we going to do with this? To how is this going to break down harder? And what is the ultimate kind of thing we're looking for this? And I think we've we've managed to dance a really delicate line between yeah. something that is relatable and something that yeah. is not specific. And most of that has come down to your portrayal of Rao, not my roll this dice until you fall apart. Um <laughs> ma- major props for keeping keeping abreast on that.
1: I definitely wanted to set this in fantasy. I did not want this to represent anything too real. Mm
0: -hmm. I think you've done admirably with Raoul uh, when you're faced with the problem of an ever-growing character in power levels a la D&D. I I, I think you've done a good job trying to make sure that people understand, like, yeah, I'm doing more dices and damage, more numbers, but my character is weaker and sicker and more prone to uh, acid attacks.
1: Yeah. than before yeah. and i, I, I deviated think that's... from a lot of like the, the, the traditional growth of a character in their own goals because mm-hmm. you know a monk would usually have monk-like goals Rawl doesn't know he's a monk this and that you yeah. know he doesn't know abilities by name he just exists and yeah. grows and, and like, doesn't think about it too hard you know i didn't <laughs>
3: see that's that's like a two two-way good thing for me one it's a really good character like of no, I'm not. A, I'm not a monk. What the fuck you want about this? Is just things I can do, and that leads really well into like his sickness and his ultimate like thing we have set up with the spectres. Again, spoiler. Please go check that out. Um, <laughs> but also, it really. It's really more interesting than I'm going to run a monk. (laughs) It is, I'm going to play a character. And as they evolve, they're going to be able to do, like, uh, touch things and get health back from that. They're going to be able to make people scared of them because they'll be able to grow wings and look like death. Like, that is, in a storytelling mechanism, way more interesting than I now have touch of death. I am now able to look scary. Um, That is just... It's 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 storytelling beautiful and mechanically way more interesting for me because it makes it story and it's way more yeah. interesting for me. Um, that
1: that class and this concept and everything yeah. just kind of meshed really worth, uh, really well together and I didn't I I didn't want him to be knowledgeable about like mm-hmm. what was happening um he's just not that i also like that character. the
2: um the time when you leveled to i think level nine it was when you were would usually have gained like acid resistance or whatever and you chose not to take that like you're being mindful of the skills that would actually make your character basically immune to this uh thing but yeah, <laughs> that was yeah what we had
1: wrote yeah. a couple things yeah
0: To bring it back to uh, District 9 as an inspiration, I just kind of have to admit that I was in the completely wrong headspace when I went to see that movie. Genuinely, (laughs) throughout the entire movie, I was like, where are the aliens? What are they doing? Like, I was in such the wrong headspace. (laughs) They're trying to get get home,
1: April. What do you mean? It's quite simple, really. They're stranded and they want to get home.
0: Yeah, but why can they not communicate at all? Why are they like homeless people? Like, I get the allegory. I get what they were going for. But I, as a viewer, I wanted to see some alien space battle bullshit. I wanted you to see did. some intergalactic, uh, um, 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 like, strife. I wanted the aliens to go like, we came here for your rocks. And we're like, "Oh well, they're our rocks. They're Earth rocks. You're going to have to trade us some cool mechanics and, and space tech. But no, humans had, like, failed to turn on a single piece of space tech we, we do at Actually, get some space tech action in the movie. But, like, the movie was basically just slums with aliens. (laughs) That's not what I wanted. (laughs) Look at that. Look at the cover of that movie and tell me ah, yes, this is an allegory for immigration, homelessness, and (laughs) prejudice. Tell me, tell me that when you look at that fucking cover.
1: oh no there was there was no rescue for the for the aliens i don't know i don't know why there's probably an explanation
0: yeah and by but the way it's... while we were talking about it at the site of google like the movie again just to like see still images back in 2021 the the maker of the movie district 10 is coming guys oh my district god
1: <laughs> goodness
0: fuck off i don't know it was
1: it was like i thought it was a good standalone it's an intense movie mm-hmm. it did what it was trying to do fairly well so
3: yeah i I, th- I think like stories that tell a particular story we need to stop milking them no we need to stop like saying oh hey let's make a district 10 if district 9 told the story it was meant to like unless you're actually adding to the conversation or changing it or trying to throw show a a different side of like the story you're trying to tell or point you're trying to make, like unless you're like, ha, immigration is great, and you actually the next movie is
2: immigration is bad, unless that's where you're going. <laughs> mm, or don't bother making a sequel unless you already no. embedded the ideas for a sequel in the first one. When you're like, mm-hmm. maybe if I have yes. the budget for this, or like if this ever takes off, yeah. and I will think about it. If you add those things, yeah, like, like don't tack you, yeah, it on. It. But don't like finish a thing, like a self-enclosed system, and then try to add to it. Don't do that. Yeah. Um especially
3: in like the last part. Don't yeah. stop it.
1: There's definitely the theme of them being like captain, kept captain kept of camp, and the conditions being yeah. m- much worsened gradually and gradually. Um I, yeah. I if I remember properly, they're, they're they don't have I'm trying to remember the story. Um, (laughs) kind of off topic, but, um, I I think they were just like a worker ship, like very commoner mining ship or something like that. And it it just like got stranded and crashed and they had no way of contacting people to to let them know. And they needed to get someone off of the planet so that they could, you know, because of course, when, when they, when they were here, we were definitely keeping them from doing anything. So they, they couldn't. They
0: they like they don't explain it properly in the movie as far as I know, but yeah, you're basically right. Like they were a workership that didn't have any leadership to like yeah. come let them out, give them access to their tools, and let them do their jobs.
1: These were not. This was not in a very advanced like military <laughs> operation no, operationship. No. These were not people <laughs> that the government would come like looking for necessarily. Like they were probably assumed dead. You yeah, know? they were probably well out of their range of communication or something. You know. But uh yeah, thematically with the character's hardship though it's yeah. <laughs> where I'm where I'm getting <laughs> to, like where, where I was thinking back to yeah.
3: uh i I have I have I have one so I have one for four top threes mm-hmm. I have one for Kino and I have one for discoro so I'm not gonna rank them in any particular order I just decided I do vaguely three kind of different things. Plus an honourable mention, which I will do. Uh, So, which one do you want?
0: (laughs) Well, four top three needs to be number one. So, start with... Okay, yeah,
3: clearly, clearly. Um, Discora, because it was the first one.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, Discora. Um, So, Discora's true origin, um, the thing that inspired it all, apart from the panic of, oh, shit, uh, I said I had an idea and I may have been partially lying. um,
0: (laughs) Every DM Is (laughs) that...
3: Every DM member, I have an idea. If I say that, I'll be forced myself to write something. Um, So I looked at a character sheet because that's where I thought I'm going to start. And I looked at the character sheet and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we did one of those things where people didn't actually know what their stats are? Because that kind of, that makes sense. Like you don't know what your physical stats are. You don't know what abilities you have. Like you learn them and develop them over time. And I thought, no, that's a shitty thing to do with a player. What if I did that to a third character? Oh, that's an idea. What's an idea? What if they have to build him piece by piece? <laughs> hmm. And that's how that started. Um, so it was like, okay, so we now have six pieces. I, I guess each of the stats could be associated with like a, an armor piece. Yeah, yeah, a trinket. That would work. I'll put them all on an armor stand. So now they all have to be a thing. All right. Why does this exist? Well, fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all of this is because a DD and d character sheet and pressure.
2: Um, <laughs> pressure and, and panic. Uh, guess what so, you did? Yeah. Guess what you made out of it? A diamond. <gasps> diamond. Uh, better some of its hull. Are um, you t- calling no, it D and D coal? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It it's, it's, uh, is <laughs>
2: filthy and dirty and
3: yeah, yeah. It's just grim. <laughs> um, we made it into something pure and nice. Oh my god, we are really wanking ourselves off today.
0: <laughs> Do you want me like, to get you a wrist brace?
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um, like I was looking at character sheet, and that had an idea, and I'm like, I'll break them into Danes. And I always like the idea of weird cults, but they actually work together for a greater whole. I'm like, ooh, each of the pieces gets to have a, a cult or a sect or an assembly. Great, wonderful. So we have like the sect of the shield, and then we have like the fourfold. And I wanted to throw one of my old character concepts in there because I kinda of think it's funny to always hop back to your first D D games, um, which is why I've mined some of the players for their information about stuff. Uh so yeah, like there's just there's just it it started with the character sheet. That's how that stupidity started. started with
0: um was, was there no specific <laughs> inspiration for the the uh, cults?
3: Not really. Um, I looked at each of the like stats. So, like for example, if we want to start with the shield, right? Mm-hmm. So, ah, oh, here's a shield. So I'll call it the Sect of the Shield. Yeah, <laughs> but that should be that should only be a certain amount of them that I do alliteration for. Because otherwise, you have the Cult of Charisma. You could have like the the Sect of Strength. Uh, the the uh, uh, Initiative of in, of Intelligence. I'm like, no, fuck that, fuck that. So, um. So yeah, like I just I just took them one by one. What would make sense? So uh, intellects. What would kind of weapon or something on an armor piece would be? Well sometimes the phrasing is like your your best defense is knowledge great perfect great on put on a (laughs) t-shirt and then you have things like strength like well clearly that needs to be a big ass weapon because you gotta be strong and i love hammers so fuck it um so they all just kind of develop from there i'm like okay so if there is uh, a charisma based thing and charisma is sharp as a wit so that gets to be a rape here and like okay how does that cult work well they're based on christmas so they should be about talking and that's how the gentleman's doing club came about like there is just that so each of them had like an a small idea and then that kind of helped to build the overall story of like all right so this person that they're building can't be a major part of they can't be consistently interfering with the plot because otherwise that takes the the, the focus away from our players and their story. So they got to be in the background somewhere. They're over there. And then Arch went, I want a voice in my brain. I'm like, great, perfect. I'll bring her back in. <laughs> 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 that's perfect. Great. This is how they get involved. Um, so over time, the character concepts managed to help build back into like how all of these different things like uh, merged and worked together. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that came about i don't exactly know how Kells came about i know their assemblies dedicated to each of the things and i knew who hosted her i'm like yep yeah, fuck it this is gonna be a thing how that all came about unless somebody asks i don't know B?
2: Yet. <laughs> how did it came about yeah uh
3: I got <laughs> foe, my babe I, got
2: <laughs> I tried guys i tried
3: <laughs> so yeah i and that was the story. Like, all right, so the focus of season one is getting this person back together and weaving the personal stories into a thing. And then the the end of the story will be them putting Marnak back together and they see him walking out the mirror and that will be it. And then they realise that is a shit ending. <laughs> I need to go up with something else. But that didn't happen till far later. Um So Yeah, that's
0: Oh, that would have been blood if you ended (laughs) DLD like that. Yeah,
3: I realised that there were so much more to the characters we need to finish exploring, and I'm like, well, fuck. (laughs) And I kept putting it off, I think until like episode 100-something, and 105 maybe, I think we were fighting Queen Gareth, was when I had solidified in the back of my brain Everything I needed to start dropping in place for for the Sentinel reveal. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I don't really know where that came from. That was just like, ah. Actually, I do know exactly where that came from. So this is an honorable mention of it soon anyway. Um, end of season four of Buffy. <laughs> there is a very specific <laughs> thing they do. <laughs> <laughs> where they have Giles and Willow and, and Xander and Buffy and they each hold a specific part of this super Buffy that they're about to create. And that's how the end of the score came. <laughs> I kill <laughs> <deploy laughs> you before the absolute you say ending. this. <laughs> the absolute ending. Um, the thing that has yet to even come up in recording. Oh. I know the final parts of that and that has just been in the back of my brain forever and I don't know where that came from. So. When you hit the last scene, that came from my brain. I don't know where that came from. So good luck with that. <laughs> it's,
0: it's there. You go. It's wild to hear something you're so <laughs> invested in, and somebody goes like, "Oh yeah, Buffy and Monarch. Those are the key mills, st- like keystones to this <laughs> construction. <laughs> the foundation,
2: founding stones. The
3: foundation is the D and D character sheet. Okay." That's the foundation. I
2: honestly thought you st- would <laughs> would have started like with, oh, I want three characters in prison and like the world is ending.
0: Yeah, that's uh-uh. that's an normal starting <laughs> point.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
3: like in the, the podcast our name, like a bunch of us were hanging out afterwards, just like talking through and dealing with our emotions. and like, maybe I have an idea, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I could come with a story. I mean, I love stories. That sounds like a great idea. Well, <laughs> fuck. Um, that was that's that's all that started. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> I
1: lied. Right <laughs> the <image> of this.
3: <laughs> <sighs> oh. well, there we go. I
1: have an idea. I just watched Buffy. <laughs> I'm full of ideas <laughs> at the moment. So-
3: so Neil, i promise I no no your lies they we,
0: we've already know you're a fool of lies no. it's buffy all the way down isn't it <laughs> sage in his spike. Uh, he's gonna have a redemption arc isn't he? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is for season story
0: two of TLD. Is Daedric's redemption? I arc. swear to fuck. When Christ. he starts getting with Squash, I will delete every <laughs> file I have access to. If you try to give Daedric an hour, like
1: a redemption arc, I will hunt. Is down a redemption arc? Is it with Daedric? <laughs> <It's a> delete <laughs> everything they've downloaded. I will wipe this thing of the earth. <laughs> hey, do you listen to TLD? Holy
0: shit! Are you the voice of Squash? Snap.
3: (laughs) That phone cost me $400. It doesn't now. God,
0: it looks like a piece of trash to me, so here's $5. Uh, All
2: right, Cassie, what do you got next? Okay, so next one on my list uh, was uh, the music of a band called uh, Wadruna. Which apparently has been confused with Varunwa before.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Upsil. Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh oh.
2: They were the first um, music. So, before, before uh, I listened to their music, I used to listen to uh, mainly medieval uh, music, as we have established somewhere in the past before. And um, <laughs> there used to be like a German radio that played them, uh, that played uh, all sorts of medieval music. And for some reason, one of their tracks got in there. And they aren't strictly medieval music. They are more like um, paganistic, uh, um, paganistic neo neo folk music. Um, they they focus a lot on runes and Norse mythology. And um, when I listened to them, what sprang to my mind was that they did not use uh, basically runes as a as a way for as divination or whatever like the typical esoteric ways of using them of being like rune strength and whatever but as a way to uh practice introspection which i personally found very interesting and um like the um that's kind of what their music is all about and that's what that's one element that i wanted to use in counterbalance when i started i already had all like i already had Runes in my world before I started Counterbalance, but then I was like, "Oh, this is something I couldn't probably play with uh, as like an element in in Counterbalance," and um, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> 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 no, You're oh yeah, they um, yeah, they, they uh, in in their music they're also using a lot of natural elements like sounds of 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 sticks of nature like sometimes they record uh in the forest and make something with that as i remember i don't think all of them are studio recordings or like at least they mix them in there and uh i personally found that very interesting and uh it's also like a big part of what i wanted to channel into uh, counterbalance uh, like this very um based in nature element yeah so that's why they are uh on my list
0: it's it's kind of wild to hear you say that that's the inspiration for the runes in counterbalance because the runes feel so they feel like so much more so it's like it's a very soft inspiration if i can like use a phrase like that
2: Uh, yeah they are like a soft like as i said i already had the runes before that Mm -hmm. uh, like it was like almost 100 runes that i had and i was like I used them for for language purposes, basically because I'm a uh, I'm a fanatic for constructed languages, mm-hmm. and um, but like I was like, what else can I do with them? I don't know. I can probably I cannot use them in an audio drama because they are <laughs> purely <laughs> visual based. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But then like what, what came a- along and like they they had like ways of of using runes in their um in their tracks that uh, that I was like, oh, so this is something. I could probably play with in an audio format or like a way how I can use that and kind of connect it back to, you know, character development and like, as I said, introspection and how these uh, runes are based like in what this character is at the core of them Mm -hmm. and how it changes them and how it roots them and so on. Yeah. And uh, that is how I channeled that into my writing. Yeah, That's, uh... oh, (laughs)
3: You release the um the, the runes with each episode though, right?
2: Uh I used to do the, the runes of fortune at the end of the episode just to give like because I use a lot of terminology in the uh story yeah. that does not get explained, um or that just doesn't get explained yet, but maybe later. Um so, but I don't do those anymore right now. I, I used to do them before I went on hiatus. <laughs> but I wanted to do like little uh sheets that kinda like explained what the runes meant like what the the word is the meaning behind them uh what the energies are i guess i don't know how to <laughs> paraphrase that <laughs>
0: well i hope you continue to do it because i'm a i'm a huge fan of worlds that feel like they were i'm a huge fan of the 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 counterbalance world because it feels much bigger than the story and it feels yeah constructed uh like it I...
3: feels like an actual world yeah. like. There are things going on in the background, and there are reasons for all of these things that are yet to be explained, or may never need to be explained. Like we don't need to necessarily know why, like two pointy upsticks means that this part of the thing is broken. Like it doesn't really matter. The fact is that it's broken; it needs to be fixed. Like there, there is so much going on in this world that is not that is beyond. I'm here solely for plot reason. Yeah. Like, no, let's let's do some wild, and you do a great job at that. And you should, you should go back to doing your fae little mortals. Um, because <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought I was out of my mind when I hadn't heard it.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do one for uh, an episode that might already have dropped, Mm. Uh episode 10, because it definitely needs a disclaimer. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) 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 oh, content
3: warning. (laughs) Oh, oh, content warnings. Um. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Acel, what have you got? What are you doing? I'm doing graph next. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, nice.
2: Do you want us to leave the room? Uh,
0: we can leave. You know, graph's made up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, and you can't see anything below by like chest area. So, you guys are fine. Uh, stay right oh, where you are. Um, is Graf
2: already down there? Oh, boy.
0: So, didn't really
2: fit in that tiny cabin of yours. Oh, my.
0: So, um, <laughs> graph has. Dumb inspirations. I had to really, really dig down to remember or understand where Gref came from. Uh, Because Gref was created kind of on a whim at a very silly point in my life. I would just gotten into a long-term relationship. Things were kind of looking up. And life was just like all around just a little bit better at that time. It was getting better at that time. And... um, Genuinely, the original inspiration and creation of Graf, the first thing that I put down on a piece of paper for Graf was, I was trying to make a character, and my brain went, wouldn't it be cool to have a character with two big swords, and he swings them around like they're really light. And my brain oh, went, wow. yeah, that is cool. I like that. <laughs> and then I figured out how to do that at level one. And that's why Graf ended up a human. Like, that's that. Yes, that's how fucking complicated that decision was. But... The inspiration for why Graph is traveling is maybe a little bit sillier. A little bit sillier. I don't even know how to phrase this. Uh, I had gone on a little bit of a rampage of watching what is called shonen anime, which is basically <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. It's it's um. So the ones that I had watched were Hunter x Hunter and My Hero Academia. And those are episodes or shows that are literally just about a character getting stronger to fight bigger, better foes. That's all those shows usually are. They're just about becoming better and overcoming bigger odds. And I think that's where Gref comes from. I don't don't know that I genuinely thought about this, but I sat there and I was like, what's Gref's deal? And I'm like, oh, hello. What if he just wants to become better? a better version of himself. What is he trying to prove himself to somebody or something? Yeah, that's a character I've never done before. And I think back in my brain, there was <laughs> Conan or whatever his name is in Hunter x Hunter. X Hunter. And I had the, the stupid character from my hero academia too. And both of them are these like characters that just want to become better and greater. And it's just like, I think that's where it comes from. And I don't have a better explanation for graph than that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know he's. What's what's the guy's name? Armstrong from, from <laughs> No, no,
0: Gref does not have the charisma to stand up to Armstrong.
2: No, <laughs> but that's what he wants to do. That's oh, how he sees what? himself. Oh, the the final season, <laughs> the
0: episode one of Kino. The final episode of uh, Kino. He will invent his own like battle techniques <laughs> passed down through the Gref Peacebleeder family.
1: It's so funny that, uh, and we I don't think we've seen any of this, but Ivers definitely did not care for any of that shit. <laughs> he definitely was trying to rein you back from being a show-offy. <laughs> yep. Uh, Getting all Griffin kinds of trouble Iris time.
2: Had, that's why Graf
0: and Ivers had such a fun dynamic in the beginning. <laughs> that's why them yeah, bouncing off each other was like funny in a weird way, uh, I, I think. <laughs>
3: here's so i i like we we sit down like before we do any of the characters guest characters and tie characters and stuff and we do like a what do you want for your character uh or is it uh what do you want to explore with them is a question i sometimes ask and the answer i have is clear driven goal that isn't necessarily a main story for the main story's sake having a real reason a perfect way to achieve their goals yep that's it you had one driving motivation just is that what i wrote that's what you said? What? Like, yep. You just want one very clear, defined goal that's not necessarily anything to do with the main story. And that's <laughs> what you want him to do. And your clear, defined goal is... Uh... Oh, let me find it. <laughs> Prove your worth and your strength against current champions.
1: <laughs>
3: oh no, this episode would have come out already. Um, like, yeah, to return to, be to and be her actual... <laughs> Be the very best to be her actual champion. Like she's your motivating goal be You want to be strong enough to kick the ass, ass of her champion. Like
1: no yeah. one ever was. Graf, Graf,
3: Graf, Graf. And if Ash can do it after 20 years, Graf can do it after 20 days.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. oh what
0: a reference. What a pull. V. Are you oh. watching Pokemon right now, maybe? <laughs> no. Uh
3: but you all need to be so proud that I've picked this up through Osmosis.
0: <laughs> uh no yeah I, I i created graph with a very singular girl that is not wrong
3: yeah but yeah one very singular
0: girl in the back of my head at that point there was definitely a lot of like inspirational getting bigger getting stronger getting more powerful like thoughts in my head and I was in a very, like, newly found positive place in my, uh, in my life. And I think that also helped create a character that was more jovial, more happy, more interested in being expressive in his happiness.
3: Yeah. So we don't always have to have, like, deep philosophical goals of our characters. Sometimes I just want to have two swords and beat the shit out of stuff. <laughs> you made him a deep philosophical character. We did. Nah. We molded him into something better,
0: stronger. By the way, V's, oh,
3: an inner strength.
0: V's reaction when I said, Can I be a human? may be the funniest thing I've ever oh experienced. My what do you mean, I can like... I be a human? You're doing the exact same thing Neil did. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> Wonderful.
3: So,
0: Neil, Neil and I have been
3: speaking about Ivarus, and you we were like, Yeah, this is going to be really hard or really difficult, and tee hee hee. And then I knew in the side of my brain, like, Ethan wants to be a fucking human. <laughs> Nothing is going to be as bad as that to Every, try to deal with.
1: Everyone was difficult for you. Yeah, they were
3: Ugh. All of you were so difficult in Kino. You're all so difficult.
1: You can be oh, anything you difficult. want to be. Except for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that. <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. We'll do,
3: whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. You know, what? it
1: <laughs> you know what? I dislike all of you. Whatever we, is
0: is your top inspiration? Whatever. The My United States of Whatever. That's your top inspiration. <laughs> I think that's the
3: thing I quote the most of most often. Apart from, um, it it is the uh, yeah whatever um, when I've just given up with shit or um, do what you want. Mother's drunk. Uh, my mum used to say that a lot. So <laughs> oh. she wasn't an alcoholic. She didn't she didn't really drink. But it was just something she said when she was like fed up with us kids doing stupid shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is not my top inspiration.
1: <laughs> uh, too bad.
3: All right, Neil. What have you got?
1: Okay. It's a song which involves <gasps> nice. us Sitting Guess. and listening to it for a while. Guess. Because, and again, most of my inspirations for these things are not like necessarily 100% like lyrically yeah. involved. Like, I definitely put a lot in all of my playlists just based on vibes of, of characters and stuff like that. They don't have to necessarily 100% lyrically do anything, no. uh, do any justice for the character. But I did try to pull a, a, a couple of the things that were a little more leaning towards that. Um, and I guess since we're talking Kino, I'll just do Irises first. Dope. Okay, so the song is Cropsy by Have a Nice Life. I guess is how you pronounce that, Cropsy. Yeah, bit of a slow burn. Your music taste is dangerous, oh. Neil. <laughs> that band I like them a lot. They a, a lot of their I, in fact pretty much all of of their um production is very smeared in in reverb and all the different notes kind of bleed together and come from different places and everywhere. And it's all kind of very dark. Um but yeah, I, I, a lot of raw is is in that band too in various different uh songs. But so yeah. This
0: is- this is Raul's song or Ivers? I thought you said that's Ivers. Ivers. Right?
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I can see the lines so very clearly.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, I, I think that that one was a very easy pick for for my Ivers playlist because there's definite themes that you can connect yeah. for for like his um his his fear of being kind of kicked out of of something that he was given. You know, um, I like them a lot. They're a good band. I pulled up a
0: lyric guide for this, and highlighted in the middle of the song is the sentence, because I've been waiting on anyone to show up and throw me out of here. Now, I don't know what the original artist meant by that, but that, like, in my head, the first thing I identify with that sentence with is staying at a bar too late, and I knew I should have left a long time (laughs) ago. I shouldn't have been drinking until, like, 4 or 5 a.m., but, like, I'm just waiting for the fucking guy to come kick me out, like... I should yeah. have left a long time ago. I don't belong here right now.
2: I have to, ad- I have to admit, I is like I entered like a trance state while listening to that, and at some like I just just staring at uh, the image on your screen, and at some point I started seeing skeletons and <laughs> stuff like in the wall in the back. <laughs> Spooky.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a big underlying fear of the character, and so those lines kind of like made sense with the yeah. character in that regard. And I can't remember the rest of the lines offhandedly, but just a lot uh, of tidbits they, here and
3: there. They genuinely fit really well. And I would highly recommend going to listen to the song. It's, it's linked below. Um, it's, it's gorgeous.
1: I like that band a all lot. Right. It's so weird, the production being all smeared and reverb every single <laughs> yeah. one of their songs is like that. But it's so cool. It's very stylized, you know? Yeah. It's I, a I, conscious like effort, said, conscious choice like i said earlier
0: like you have a dangerous music taste like if you had thrown this stuff at me at my like early 20s uh late <laughs> teens oh this would have fucking infected my brain i love yeah. this kind of shit
1: yeah
3: all right because you told me that four top three has to come last mm-hmm. sorry first whatever. Uh, i guess i guess it's kino um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fitting the topic mm.
3: <laughs> Yeah, continuing the Kino theme um, So Kino didn't go the way My inspiration had intended
1: <laughs> Whose fault is that me? And
3: that's Eight the more. three of y'all What? And then Ke- what did I do? Because he added to the chaos that is this um, <laughs> I- You didn't say so, no, so
1: <laughs>
3: Kino you may have noticed has a vastly different feel to discora and that's because the prep behind it is vastly different um so the the inspiration for kino is actually a game i ran five six years ago um, set in a sci-fi setting called spaced <laughs> and the game was called bringing home the bacon and it was actually on youtube and i've com- added a link below to the entire series and that was actually based on a story i read and i've mentioned this before in our like sci-fi books that we our top sci-fi books um and it's called shoot the humans first where you have some people who are working for the government and later on they find out that the whole thing is a complete and utter lie Um, so that's how the space game came about but the space game immediately fell apart and became something subtly more different um, which is like a specialized team, and they're being sent out on missions, and they find that the person in charge is not working with the government, and then it's your choice on whether you work with or against them. Uh, you guys saw through that ruse in about an episode and a half, <laughs> possibly because our episodes are much longer in Kino.
0: You also um, did not bury the lead. The first thing we did was abduct <laughs> a mother and a child.
3: <laughs> I know, it was gorgeous. Are
1: we
0: the um,
3: bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <Yeah. laughs> this quest was a scrap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: squash um yeah and and with your characters i'm like i need to throw in the plot because i think that's more important than my overall plot and kino is more spaghetti against the wall here's a bunch of leads and a bunch of things that you're doing and a bunch of things the world are doing do what you want but i also have to fit it within the timeline of Discora. um so it's a little bit more wild um so it's now it's not exactly rudderless or pointless i have i have a goal for you guys to go to roughly and if you change it fine i'll change the goal again it's not a big fucking deal <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's how kino got started it was based on a space game that was based on a book called shoot the humans first and um you guys have run with it in a very strange direction and now i don't know what it's based on i'm just running with it month to month <laughs> <laughs> I have I have plot lines I have written off to one side and then I have like some encounters which are based on random things here and there. Um, yeah, that's, that's 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 that. That's that's Kino. Um, yeah, if you want to see some parallels of what I was trying to go to, please go read uh, Betty Black's book. It's really good and the follow up, um, Battle for Jimmy Hollow, also amazing. But yeah, so that's where Kino started. It started in a space game where you're working for a slightly iffy part of the government. And, um, yeah, it is now where it is. (laughs) Now we're on a boat. I also, yeah, now we're on a boat, motherfucker. Uh, Actually, I don't know where we'll be at the point of recording. This is seven months down the line, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Not on a boat. Hopefully not on a a fucking boat still. Um, Yeah, so that's where that is. Like, mostly for, for Kino, it is reacting to what your plans are. And then there are some like really specifically weird little things that I have that were inspirations for things. Um, there's a there's a place that y'all are coming up to, which is very much inspired on uh, the book Magician by Roman E. Feist. There's a there's a thing that's happening there. Also, the Tempest is a thing that is heavily inspiring what's coming up uh, next for Kino. Which for y'all listening will be so far in the past, it's unreal. <laughs> um, I had to come up with a system of governments, and I had to come up with different places and how that works over there, and the idea of the streets are paved with gold was how Shivana came about um, the the idea of the technology of the future from the point of view of the victorians that's that's where Shivana came from <laughs> um, and I think that's probably probably based on some Doctor Who shit that I was watching at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's kino. There really is not much to say about that because uh, y'all broke everything.
0: <laughs> so the 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 slow de- <laughs> like the slight deterioration of worship and the rise of technology. That's Doctor Who inspired.
3: Kind of, yeah. So there's a Doctor Who episodes that are often like cut back to Victorian Britain, where you have Lizard Girl and her wife, and they also have technology, but it is still Victorian. So it's that kind of like steampunk idea, mm-hmm. but we don't have steampunk in in Kino or Discore yet. Maybe ever. Um. You had so a I just rod, needed, which is close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of that's. That's how Shivana started. It was a place of like religion isn't the key thing. Nobody really believes in the gods. It's all about science and technology and all that kind of like excitement of like the streets are paved with gold. Everyone has a chance to succeed in what they do. But of course it's not. It's it's full of the leaky bucket. Um so that's just what that is. Um so yeah, it's so it's,
0: of... a, it's a paradise, is what you're telling me.
3: It's supposed to be a paradise. But then there's the up. Uh, no, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. There's also the varicar on the on the foot of Giovanna. Paradises.
2: It sounds a lot like there's a bigger divide between like the high society, like the inventors and stuff like that, and also like the the the, the street rats. Like, yeah, there's a bigger divide, and there's not much between that.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you're either people who are working at what used to be temples and are now this, that, and the other. And obviously you have the Athenar family, um, Ennis of whom uh, Gref broke the horn off. Um, he shouldn't So yeah, have been a you dick. have that high living society and then you have the scum who work by the doc, Uh and the rest of us.
0: <laughs> Nobody who works so, on the dock is a dick. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Um, yeah. So there we go. That's, that's Kino.
2: That's Kino, baby. Do, 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 do. Uh, all right. it does feel like you're uh, um, painting the world like uh, Descora you would definitely if, if it was a painting it's definitely with a fine like very fine uh, tool and um, Kino on the other hand you're <laughs> painting with a very uh, thick brush I, I, <laughs> yes. I would say it is very big and bold
0: I think keto <laughs> yes. is much more of a like V is throwing like paint buckets against the canvas and the shape of the canvas is what creates the art like V is just hands off <laughs> just like alright splush oh that ended up nice huh, couldn't have seen that coming <laughs> uh,
3: this is a emotional piece it's not about where the paint lands it's how the paint is thrown that's uh, oh I'm good at this shit Jesus Christ um <laughs>
0: do you need me to are, are you getting carpal tunnel syndrome do I need to get you some bandages
3: nope I'm I'm still good then, I can go for hours baby should, 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 should I uh, get a plane
2: ticket to Iceland so please help? please um, so alright then Kessie what have you got Okay, in the old tradition that Aether set up, uh, let's do honorable mentions first. <laughs> so this breaks me praying.
3: I approve. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do honorable mentions.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> the bonus round. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> so one of my honorable mentions is, uh, first of all, like in, I have two, um, inventions uh, that are made like in some place else in the world that are um, supposed to fix um, one problem that that we fixed in a completely different way, and I love seeing how that kind of stuff evolved in a different kind of play, a uh, place. Uh, for example, like calendar systems. That uh, I, I love that like the Asians, the the, uh, the Chinese uh, had the ancient lunar, uh, not ancient lunar, um, the the lunar system, and the <laughs> um, the Aztecs had like their weird uh, calendar and that kind of thing and uh, stuff like that really inspires me like just a few weeks ago days ago i posted in our um dice channel that i saw like a d12 that was made in ancient Jorson, which was uh ancient korea um which they used for drinking <laughs> um and uh they had like an, another kind of dice that was uh five like it was like a um a tube that w- that had like flat edges and on along the flat edges they would just carve like uh, one, two, three or up to five uh, scratches in there and that was their dice. It was not a cube and I absolutely love that kind of stuff and uh, that was my um, inspiration for uh, Auril, like just the guy that creates something that is partially made with magic and partially made with others, uh, like uh, with real life material and um, yeah see how uh what he would come up with if it this was not the the normal uh, way of uh, creating it that was number one and the second one is uh, a, a book series called the books of the raksura uh, by Martha wells which takes place in a um in a world that is completely inhabited by non-humans all of the uh characters are ca- not not they're not furries they're like more alien in in type like more different appendages and stuff like you know and um one of the things that inspired me about the 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 writing in the world was that each race had its own way of communicating that uh like not just uh not just a verbal communication but also like they used their vocal cords in different ways. Uh, like for example, they they growl and snarl at each other. They hiss at each other, and that was used as a form of um, communication. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading that, I read it as an audiobook. <laughs> Don't hold me to it when I say reading. <laughs> um, it uh, in my head that made absolute sense for something like that to be in an audio drama where you like characters actually use their vocal cords in different ways, and um, they also had like. Uh, we- uh, Because they had like these different appendages, like like tails and fin, not fins, uh, um, gills and stuff like that. Uh, um, They were called spines. Like sometimes they would bristle and stand up, and um, that uh, that sort of body language would enter their proverbs and um, the way they communicated. And I really love that. And that's uh, one of the inspirations I had in for counterbalance.
0: Yep. Oh, I I I do love. <laughs> you that. see all of that. I I love that shit. I love that shit. It's it's um when the world has a vocabulary that you don't expect, but then when you think about the vocabulary, it makes complete sense. It's it's yeah. um what was it? It's why I, I my fucking brain breaks every time you're watching like a uh uh like um like a movie that doesn't have clocks, like a world that doesn't have clocks, and somebody says, "Give me a minute." It it. <laughs> kills
2: me it kills me yes. same
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah uh,
3: your your first honorable mentions about using um Using nature to create something different that we would take for granted. Like a clock is just like, you know, a sundial, but they do a different way of counting time. Um, yeah, in
2: China, for ex- no, not China, in China, in Joseon, in ancient Korea, they invented like a water clock that runs on like water just dripping out of a bucket.
3: Yeah, that's dope. Um, yeah, but I love uh, that shit. Th- things like that. Um, so when when you created Tauri and, and you brought forth the kits, And we were like, we knew the kits were going to be taken. We just didn't know how or why. And the idea that I knew that this was a very nature-based place, I know that you're a very nature-based person, and that's why the kits that's why I created a new god for the kids. Um oh. is based around the idea of like they use wild creation. It it's not just like um, oh, I'm gonna put together two sticks and I'm gonna create the bridge this way. No, they're just doing stuff and things get created and they're just slightly different from the normal way that we would have have things be. Um so your your inspiration for that has also inspired certain things to appear in TLD. <laughs>
2: I have to say, though, since you're bringing up Tauri's backstory, it totally broke my brain when you suddenly said the the, the village had a forge. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: they need to. They have a forge. If you're going to have things like, like like anything metal, you've got to have a forge, mate. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I need yeah, to a forge. <laughs> that, that,
2: that broke my brain because I was like... For a forge, they also need like a coaler and like yep. a mine. <laughs> but you don't necessarily need coal.
3: Not necessarily especially when you have magic users. Um you can just I guess fire and, and and that's that's your shit. Um put a bunch of big old rocks in there and you'll probably be fine. So yeah, like <laughs> needed to have a forge. We had one, great.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my normal mentions really quick. Um first is the iron disulfide episode. <laughs> Because that is so different from everything else we've ever fucking done or made. Um, and that is directly related to Diablo 3. Of course. Um, there is a place called Whimsydale, I think. It's called Whimsydale. Um, and that literally is you kill a treasure goblin and then you have access to the kind of like Care Bear version of Diablo 3 for, uh, for a round. And that's how Iron Dice Alpha came out. Uh, ah. that is directly related to that I didn't know it existed until Skagath and Rethix ran me through that so they're both to blame for that and that is why Rethix is also on that episode because he partially inspired it um, <laughs> I also have to apart from the the all of you creating wonderful inspirations to create TLD um, directly Kessie actually for yes I'm continuing to wank off Kessie because I I, I need to Um Kessie and I were talking about uh, a thing, an idea, a logo, a uh, something for season two of uh, TLD. And I'd mentioned that there were going to be three interlaken circles with a bigger circle that interlocks all of them, the same kind of symbol that had been used before on the Prisoner 3. And we were talking about this will be made of bones and this will be this. And I'm like, yeah, well, the big one will be made of s- sad because that's squash. And Kessie's like, but... But if we do uh, things, they should be the strengths and the positives of the character. I'm like, oh my god, I can use sand as a positive for squash because he can just become sand. He can just become sandman. The sandman. Uh, uh, no, he can become the timekeeper because they always have sandals. Um, so sand clocks. Sorry. So that's. You're directly responsible for the timekeeper that squash is. That's, God, that's it it. I did
2: this to you, and I can hear how much you hate it. God. No, I love it. Like I, I <laughs> no, genuinely no, no. was like, I thought,
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear how much he hates it. Mm-hmm. Like I was genuinely like, I have ideas for everyone. They've already already developed squash. Like I'm not 100 percent sure what to do with it, but I, I'll figure it out. Like I can put this in and we'll make this work. Yada yada yada. I know he's doing the whole magic thing. I can make this work. And then you said that it should be a strength fits on here. I'm like, oh holy shit. Um, and it just literally went off like a fucking light bulb um, in my brain and I had to stop everything I was doing at that minute and write everything out that I had just thought um, and it hasn't really changed much since then so Kessie Kessie's my inspiration um, yay I love you um, I love you too <laughs> and then also for a future project uh, Day of the Triffids in Little Shop of Horrors that's it I'm done <laughs> I'm not talking anymore about them <laughs> I have to mention it uh all right let's do our number ones let's start with ketty
2: it's me again yeah it's you again Um. (laughs) so my number one is uh an anime called mushishi um which is about a guy um basically traveling um through i guess feudal japan on foot and uh, his job is to uh take care of um little parasitic um, spirit things that no one can actually see. Like he's one of the people that can see them. But the people that he encounters notice that something is wrong with them. And they tell him uh, when he comes across them, He they tell him of uh, what is bothering them. And he can already tell that there are spirits at play. So he tries to fix these things for them. And that was a massive inspiration for Counterbalance because I was like, oh, my God, this I, I love this anime because it does. Uh, it is, um, yeah. I, I I just like the the the, the entire um, aspect of these are spirits. No one can see them, and they um, interact with uh, human lives in ways that the humans cannot tell what is wrong. But like they know something is wrong, but they don't know how to fix it because they cannot. They don't know how to interact with them. And uh, also, the anime is uh, really great because it. Um, deals with actually really creepy topics in a massively chill way. It's like one of the chillest animes I've ever seen. Everything is extremely calm. <laughs> and I just love this contrast between those uh, two aspects.
0: Yeah. How, how long is the series?
2: Uh, I think it's either 12 episodes or 24 episodes, but it's two seasons.
0: Okay. I think I've seen the first episode of that. Would you genuinely recommend this as a watch?
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, like, if I, if uh, we do an episode of uh, top three animes, this would oh. be...
0: We can't do top three animes. I, I All of us would have Full Metal Alchemist on the list. And <laughs> I would just lose my mind.
2: Yay, finally! <laughs> yeah,
3: but my, finally my, mine would be... I, I can only do two, because I think I've only watched two. And the other ones <laughs> I didn't like. So I have Full Metal Alchemist... <laughs>
1: Period. No, two, Neil.
3: Two. Yeah. Because everything else I watched I wouldn't consider top and they'd be there by... I, I didn't even finish them. Accident. Like, yeah, like I would have Full Metal Alchemist because Athel made me watch it all and I genuinely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And High School of the Dead which everyone looks down on. So there were my two. That's all I'd have.
2: Watch Moshishi and then you can include that too because it's really
0: good. There you go. <laughs> then you'll share two things with Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
2: Finally, crossover.
3: Yay. Uh. Wait, does, does Avatar The Lost kill No, no. I
2: know
0: it's not an anime. I know you say no, Cassie, an but it is animated no, it by Koreans. Uh, thusly, uh,
2: the story is not written by a Asian person. I I just watched the analysis the other day that um there is a um cultural uncanny valley happening in mm-hmm. Avatar. Oh yeah, which is why it is not popular. In Asian countries Or like it's not Not popular But most people Don't give it a chance Because they are like Oh this does not reflect Like it looks like Something we would relate to But it does not reflect Our values
0: It The first episode Stinks Of western animation
1: Stinks (laughs) Stinks you should give death note a shot though because i think it's pretty accessible and i think that i i didn't watch it for a very long time i let the hype go and pass and i was like i don't care about any of this and then i watched it and i was like okay all right i read the i i have the books on the wall yeah it's 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 a good anime i did enjoy that one now we're talking about anime. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tangent. <Ugh. laughs>
1: so yeah, you would
0: definitely recommend Mushishi.
2: Yes, absolutely. All right. Like if you enjoy this uh, like um each episode is um it's an anthology. It's not uh, uh connected like it the only um crossover is the main character and like th- those uh, spirit creatures mm-hmm. called the Mushishi. And uh, everything else is uh, completely new every episode. So you can just Watch an episode if you don't like it. Maybe try another one mm-hmm. and see if you like that. If you still don't like it, then maybe it's not for you. So it's, like,
3: fine to watch it out of order, basically.
2: Yes, if you want to.
0: <laughs> Would cool. you kill me for comparing it to Samurai Jack?
2: The thing is, I have not watched Samurai Jack.
0: So Boo, Cassie! <laughs> Boo, Cassie! <laughs> I should have put Samurai Jack on the top fucking <laughs> anime intro. <laughs> not anime intro, intro.
1: <laughs> just... I want to see the new Puss in Boots movie.
2: <laughs> Do it. I know. Do it, Neil.
1: It looks good. Have you all seen the trailer for that?
2: It, it looks great, and no. I've heard it's
1: good. It <laughs> looks good. I'm a child.
0: I'd like to watch. I'd i
1: like a bush. i like any
0: of them.
3: Love, <laughs> <Well>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just change your, your four top three avatar to a cat instead of a person. You
1: should. <laughs>
0: You no, should start like no. slowly furifying his avatar. You can,
1: you can put cats in in my picture all day, but I'm not a cat. don't, nope. don't make Sorry, me a cat Sorry, he's please. not a cat
0: girl. He will not me look kindly person. upon Ooh. your furry agenda, Neil.
1: Yeah, you can't make me a cat person on the internet, please.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll
3: just put a cat on your shoulder. Yes, How about that. Yes, that would be really <sighs> okay. good. Right. I
1: would like
0: that. The fact that you
1: <laughs> right, said please communicate
0: so much more than
1: anything. Better. I'm not in control here. I don't <laughs> you can do whatever you want I'm begging you don't. <laughs> 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 oh.
0: is, oh, I don't have to
1: explain myself and the fact that <laughs> and the fact that you did this to me <laughs> oh.
3: Alright, I promise not to turn Avatar Neil (laughs) into a cat But I will give him a cat On the shirt, on the (gasps) Oh, fuck me Oh, fuck me, that's funny (laughs) Oh, fuck (laughs) How are we going to get back to where we were on this?
1: Who's doing this? Just put
0: this as a blooper (sighs)
3: Season two, we now have bloopers. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think we do in one of the. It doesn't really matter. Um, mushishi.
0: Yep, I found it. Thank okay. you. The guy has a oh. purple scarf and white hair. Yeah,
3: and he. Thank he you for like spelling he's... that, because I would have one hundred percent not <laughs> spelled it like that.
2: <laughs> I tried to make sis watch it, but the issue with the uh, with the title of the thing is mushi. Means pussy in German. So uh. I could not get sis to watch it. <laughs> well, that's fair.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that's fair. I, I think I've told you about the Pokemon problem in Iceland.
1: I learned a fun thing today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good luck using it in uh, the actual world. Oh. <sighs> okay.
3: Well, there
2: we go. Also, Just to say it, because I just looked at the uh, artwork myself, like uh, what comes up when you Google it. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy appears to be smoking the entire time. Mm -hmm. He is not actually smoking. It's like an incense kind of thing because he cannot stay in a place for too long. Otherwise, he draws uh, Mushishi towards him. Mm. And that thing is supposed to repel Mushishi.
0: Okay, I thought he was just a cool guy smoking. You kind of ruined that. Yeah, yeah, you kind of ruined that.
1: I'm not watching Mushishi now. He's really lame.
0: Okay, is, is there a four kids version where he's actually smoking?
1: They did the opposite of what they did to
2: One Piece. No, but they changed his cigarette to finger. Content
1: back. warning. Smoking oh. is cool.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Uh, do I have to do uh, a legal disclaimer now? Yeah. <laughs> I lied. This
3: podcast does not endorse
1: That was it. I lied. I was a joke.
3: I'll I'll, re- I'll I'll record a proper disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll insert it just here. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, all right. Thank you for that, Kessie. We shall add that to our to watch list.
0: Yes, we will. For sure. Yes, we will.
3: All right, Aethel, what have you got?
0: Oh, I've got a, down- a hell of a downer for you guys.
3: Okay. Aww. Normally, that's my job at the end. Nah. Is to, to, to give something that's going to tank the mood. but no.
0: You can take it away. No. Uh, So my top inspiration is, of course, Squash. And um, just upfront content warning, I'm going to be talking about fictional child abuse. Um, I don't think there's a better way to phrase it than that. So... um, I created Squash when I was in a bit of a slump and had been in a bit of a slump for a couple of years in my life. And I'd been enjoying a lot of, like, kind of dark and depressing content. And top of that would have to be a weird RPG Maker video uh, video game series called Hello Charlotte, if I remember correctly. Let me just go grab the name. Uh, now, I don't play RPG Maker games. They don't make me happy. They don't entertain me. But I watched... the. Uh, fantastic let's play by a youtuber called badly badass hero and you will find the link to his video series in the doobly-doo uh i don't recommend watching it it is very upsetting it's not super entertaining and only the first really like two or three episodes really ever pertain to squash in any way but um when i created squash i wanted to create a character that had gone through so much bullshit that Once you underst like I wanted to start him at a bad spot and I wanted you to not really root for him, but once you understood the amount of bullshit he's gone through, you would not forgive him for what he's doing right now, but you would understand how he came to that end. Like you you were not supposed to just go out and out like, oh yeah, no, squash, like I forgive you for everything. No, you were just supposed to go like, yeah, that's kinda inevitable, isn't it? Like that that was just you were dealt a raw hand. Nobody would have made much better of that. Uh so I watched the show, uh, this uh, this game called Hello Charlotte, and in it, it kinda pushes to the forefront the unbridled positivity of children, even in the face of the most upsettingly terrible situations. And that's a lot of what I was bringing for to squaws in the before the beginning episode for him. And on top of that, I had also watched a series called Maiden Abyss. Which are also uh, About the unbridled positivity of children In face of just unbearable bleakness And that was just Something that was in my head at that moment So I created Squash from a very Very weirdly dark And depressing place And I just wanted to create That character, that character that was Used to have that Positivity And it had kind of been stolen from him And morphed into something Kind of ugly And yeah, so I don't recommend checking out anything in the description for my my top (laughs) pick, but that's where it is. If you are in a five-year slump and in a weirdly dark place, go ahead, check it out. It's going to just make you more miserable. But hey, (laughs) it brought a lot of happiness to my life uh, by the end of it, because I've managed to transform it through Squash into something that inspires me to keep creating, because I'm very just exceptionally happy with what has happened with squash and yeah
3: he has certainly been on a journey um but actually like when we were first creating squash you were talking about this very idea of having someone you come across is a complete you're not with them. You just think they're just an awful person. And then you learn about their past and you can just draw the lines between, ah, that's how we got here. And that very much decided how and when his backstory was going to be released into the main feed. Because you, if you listen to Squash's backstory first, <laughs> you kind of understand where he's coming from and why he ended up a bit of a douchebag. Um, but you don't outright, as soon as you meet Squash, you would just be like, yeah, it, it's fine. I understand. You don't have the visual like, who the fuck is this clown? <laughs> what is this? It's it's far more impactful to find that out afterwards, and that's. I think we kind of managed to achieve that. So good choices. I, I mean, so. I mean, I'm not happy that you were in a shitty place, but
0: like, um, we all go through we things when we're <laughs> life is not a straight line. Life is not a highway. Uh-uh. Life is not a a, a beautifully paved road that just got asphalted last week and now it's just slick and beautiful and you can barely even heat the, hear the of your, uh, tread of your tyres. No, life is a bunch of back alleys and roads and you have to shovel your driveway Getting lost because it's, and
3: like yeah. <laughs> following the wrong GPS signal Your phone down goes, the train runs lines out of, of battery accident.
0: like you yep. have to take a taxi to a train to an airplane to a taxi to a uber who doesn't show up like <laughs> life's not simple it's, it's a journey and we all go through bullshit um but yeah. the best we can do is just make something good out of our lives and that's what i wanted squash to also do he want i want him to be offered a second chance and to take it
1: we talked about youtube rabbit holes have you watched the pet scop thing yeah that's something that I've absorbed through analysis isn't that very child abuse I don't think it's happy tr- like <laughs> children in that uh, one but
0: <laughs> it hadn't gotten there when I was watching the heart. analysis of it but yeah uh, a yeah. lot of this like kind of uh, these, these kind of like
1: horror like very dark cutesy. themed
0: yeah mm-hmm. not cutesy but like yeah like these horror dark things they often uh, like five nights at freddy's has a lot of like kind of uh, like these dark mm. things to children kind of thing um highly recommend don't play the five Nights of freddy games they don't have any of the story but i highly recommend going and Mm-mm. finding like a 40 minute boil down of the story of five nights at freddy's it's so inventive and fantastic it's it's weird as shit and it's just fun I've, 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 I've already created d and D city, like a, a, town with a mission based solely around the four, Five Nights at Freddy's lore, and nobody's gonna know it's Five Nights at Freddy's because nobody knows the real lore. The lore is so fucking wacky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you mean you've created D and D mission around this?
0: You haven't. Pl- <laughs> Who's playing this game, mate, though? You haven't played it. It's, it's, it's in the back of my brain.
3: Okay, all right. I was like, wait a minute. I only know two DD games. One, you still have the Patreon. And two, we're playing. Well, <laughs> At home, not like but on air.
0: No, uh, <laughs> I, I think I was definitely going to throw it in our home game.
3: Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, I I'm not
2: actually, I remember when we first met in New Jersey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when we were doing the, not an AMA, it might have been an AMA when, when Travis pulled us into the room and was like, hey, we're doing a live stream mm-hmm. and we're going to uh, answer questions live on stream. And um, I think someone asked what everyone's uh, favorite anime was. And you answered back then that it, uh, your yours at the time was uh, Made in Abyss. Yep. And <laughs> I, rem- I remember just like a few weeks later, Squash came on the main, um, main team. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, I exactly know. I can time you. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, we we were
3: trying, we were trying, because because we we'd obviously played dark dice the three of us before. Um, we we went to the White Vault House um, as a, a nice little icebreaker, um, and. And after we, after I played with Ethel, I'm like, okay, I need to invite him on to Tod because uh, we're looking for guest players. Fuck it, he's really good, and I know I can role play with him, so perfect person, want him on board. And we were trying to make squash in the White Vault house, but every single time we managed to sit the fuck down. Travis like, we're doing something different, I'm like, but we're not, we're not rehearsing, are we? No, we're we doing something else. I'm like, oh Jesus, fucking Christ.
0: team building. <laughs>
3: Yay! I just want to make a nerdy D&D character, Travis. Fuck you. <laughs> so
0: we we managed to sneak out of the house twice. One time, yep. Tanya came with us, and the other time, Cassie came with us. <laughs>
2: yep. Not leaving you two alone. Nope. <laughs> we were not allowed to I be left where this alone. I know. This is going. I saw what you did the next morning we when just, we left you in the we were in just the bedroom. To create D&D alone. characters. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. There's sure. nothing
0: untoward going on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Kes talking about. <laughs> I know what Cassie's talking about. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna do my top, um, my my the only one left. Four top threes. Um, no,
0: it's Neil. Neil, Neil.
3: Have I been doing that? I thought I've been going no. around in a circle. No. See, no, this is why this is needs to be last. Ethel. Okay. <laughs> I'm losing my shit. My, my... Why don't you have any? And you're breaking my brain. <laughs> Why? And that's the
0: end of my top one. Over to you, Neil.
1: <laughs> what do you all want to hear? What what theme oh, you do you want me to go. pull pull What what vibe? What vibe one. do you want? Do you want something loud? Do you want some sad? Do you want like
2: the the, the, the sad song you have? The what?
1: I mean I have a very loud song.
2: <laughs> God damn it so oh.
1: um
0: well I just made it very depressing. V, how's your top one gonna be?
3: It's uh it's it's very bland.
0: Okay, Neil, you can take it wherever you want.
1: <laughs> uh okay. We'll just do a fast one then. Which is loud one okay. because the other ones are also long. They're long songs. Like when you get into sad, depressing songs, they're not often like three minutes. <laughs> they're not loud so, though. Yeah. No. Uh, so this song was just a loud song. A, a lot of loud songs made it onto Raw's playlist to try to kind of get that vibe of pain and emotion into his playlist other than just his sad stuff because he's also a fighter you know he deals with a lot of pain his life wasn't always like incredibly sad but it was always very painful yeah but um yeah so this was just one of the loud quick songs um on on his playlist that i thought fit him it's called evan perks by the chariot yeah, screamy, screamy song, just a quick burst of energy song. But uh, when I was making Rawls' playlist, I put it on there because I thought it fit. Holy shit.
0: Wait, wait, wait. How is this Raul? Like, I'm not telling you you're wrong. He's your character. <laughs> Clearly you're right. But how is this Raul?
2: I guess the
1: lyrics? Uh, I mean, we can dive into lyrics, I guess. But I'm not sure. Like I said, because like I said, they're only I only look at lyrics for very vague, you know, things. Yeah. I don't know what this song is about. It seems pretty abstract to me, and I've kept it that way. I, I didn't, like, overly okay. research this or anything. No problem, but yeah, no just the very, very loud. Um, sounds very painful. This was very much kind of in my mind, especially with the last bits. Um, excluding. I think excluding the last
2: bits the... are definitely 100% percent Yeah, themed Yeah. Uh, words yep. um seo excluding
1: the word fake like this relationship there's disappointed i know you are excluding the word fake there i think that disappointed i know you are it just makes me think of his situation after amos death mm. and how he yeah. like hmm. how also he breaks into death he's mad at himself and beats up the specters know? yeah it's just a very loud pain pain song <laughs> Just a loud noise, yeah. noisy rock guitar song.
3: It was it was loud and screamy. So if you're going to listen to this, I I recommend you turn your speaker down by like fifty percent.
0: Um, I get yeah, I gave it like five <laughs> but seconds I get it. and it didn't stop. But I was like, okay, I have to turn this down. <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: my headphones oh, I put my in.
3: headphones to the the mic just in case it was able to pick it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, other other of the things on. Rolls, uh, that were in my rotation uh, back mm. in the day that I can remember uh, We're again, Have a Nice Life. There's a song called Dan and Tim Reunited by Fate that I was listening to a lot. Um, there's a couple songs by Oh Brother off of the album, I think it's called Death of Day. Uh, um, that whole album I pretty much listened to, but uh, Ascension was big on my playlist. It's just kind of themed around death. It, it, it doesn't necessarily connect to Roll in many other ways, but... Um, and abs uh oh brother has a song called absence which i was listening to a lot big deal has a song called close your eyes and balance and composure has a song called stone hands all of those were
2: i think you would need to make a playlist for uh for the show notes later
3: i think um i think the spotify playlist applies right
1: yeah it, it probably needs to be updated um go through it just shorten just to change change some things. I could definitely update it, add some add some newer yeah. things, but uh some so, things that I might not yeah, have thought to did, add at um, the time.
3: Yeah, and and obviously whatever is is now on Raoul's brain. brain. Um, because I think even if we put songs are that are spoilers, um it's not going to make any sense until we get there. Yeah. Um So yeah, yeah, like we have a Spotify playlist for the foreign Discorer. Casey put a great one together for Bogrim before Bogrim's reveal, and <laughs> together for Demi. Now Bogrim's uh, song
0: is just "fuck you."
3: Yeah, I'm, I might just actually just ask Casey to remove everything except the "fuck you" by CeeLo song. <laughs> one day, one day we will release the shitty version, parody version that we made of that for Bogrim. But that day is not today.
0: <laughs> it's still too fresh, me.
3: It's still too fresh. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon. I think that was like two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: There are definitely like sadder vibe songs that I have on mm-hmm. Raw's playlist, but I definitely did like kind of reach for some louder things intentionally to kind of uh, yeah. embody the, the, the pain aspect of Raw. Because when we were initially talking about Raw, it was going to be sad, but up until prison, He had kind of a sad life, but he himself wasn't necessarily all completely broken like he is now. Um, Or like he was. No, I mean,
3: he had... had he had a place to live that he had earned. He had someone who cared about him. He had a good friend. In
1: fact, like, I think that we talked a lot up, about how at the beginning, I was going to be a little bit mean. Ra was going to be short-tempered. Yeah. He doesn't want to deal with strangers. He wants to be left alone. <laughs> He's in a bad place. He's going to be in his worst mood. And if, you, if you're if you someone who knows somebody or you yourself has dealt with a lot of pain before, you that like it affects your mood. You know. Yeah. So I was definitely yep, going to lean into, Raw being very resistant. He was going to push back a lot. <laughs> you know, he was going to be a little bit angsty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the reason of pain.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you'd also mention that him not being um, great with new people because more things to deal with, but he was also quite loyal and he always had. Oh me. yeah. And so once you when, get his. When
1: like, yeah. He, once you've earned his trust, you've earned it. Like once you're a friend, you're a friend. But yeah. he does not. I mean,
3: he still he still carries that uh, resistance over even to new people that they meet. Like when he met Squash, one of the first things he did after Squash was a complete dickhead was to threaten him with acid. Um, <laughs> so like he
1: still he
3: still has He's that. He's not a in good there.
1: person. I'll kill you.
3: <laughs> yeah, but also you didn't know that squash's greatest upset and worry no. and fear was acid so that was just like fucking
0: <laughs> i think i think if you listen to the episodes knowing that squash is afraid of acid you will notice me mentioning like squash
1: is always staying away from Raul. Oh, yep. yeah, squash still doesn't very much like Raul you do but you like to keep your distance <laughs>
0: just yeah
1: the sizzling man
0: the sizzling
1: yeah. Funnily <laughs> enough, once once that's done we'll enough, be best um, friends. It'll be great. Well
2: uh, Zoltana is like the best friend to both of them. It's wild.
1: Yes. It's wild.
2: <laughs> oh
3: well, thank you. My ears don't thank you, but thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll put a link. We'll put a link to the the uh, the Spotify playlist and mm-hmm. whatever playlist that Neil wants to add to that as well. We'll put that somewhere in the show notes. My four top threes inspiration um, comes from two places, really. Um, first of all, it comes from a very old old point of contention between us, which is how milkshakes are made. Seeing <laughs> um, that <laughs> it's made with ice cream, and I argue that's not a milkshake. It's made with milk. It's a milkshake. Anyway, that's not the point. It's not the point. Um, and how like the two different America and, and the UK and whatever countries uh do do those things different? It's called the same thing, but it's different. And I also have a great interest in. I, I find the things that the YouTube channel called Watcher create. I find them quite interesting. Um, and they did this show called Top Five Beatdown where they argue about completely asinine shit like the top five flavors of crisps or chips or whatever the guys you call them um and i thought that that was quite funny because they were arguing about the stupidest and dumbest of shit and then i sat down and thought about the fact that all four of us come from four different countries and when i say things like pants it means something very different to everybody (laughs) in this call um and I just kind of thought that, hey, like if we decide to pick random topics like our favorite Disney movie, we're all going to have different experiences of that based on where we were born, based on um, the languages that we speak, based on how we grew up, because we all have quite different childhoods as well. We all come from different, not just geographically, but also everything. Almost everything is different about all of us. And I thought that'd be an interesting thing to talk about. And also, I really like the people in this call, and I don't get to talk to you often enough because I I can't talk to people where I go. I'm going to pick up the phone and go, "Hi, Neil, how are you doing?" I can't do that. Um, I need a Small reason, excuse sucks. to, yeah, you I, even text messages are hard. I am I'm forcing, I am making myself do it because I want to stay in contact with certain people that I care about. Um. And I wanted a good excuse to hang out with the people on this call. And I thought, if we can share the dumb shit that we talk about and share our experiences and the things that we never knew existed. And I also like to think we're quite funny. Um, So, yeah, like watching them argue over the most asinine things and then shortly the milkshake conversation came up in the tld discord um shortly after i'd been watching that again i thought this might be a great <laughs> idea to combine the two and there are four of us and we all talk a lot and i wanted to share experiences it was not going to be five shout out and we weren't going to, to be railing on each other
1: for for naming Hagen and baskin <laughs> <laughs> all of my (laughs) characters.
3: oh my god there's something else oh my god there was something I named after an ice cream specifically because of you Tio yep um (laughs) so yeah uh, what kind of ice cream is Tio I, I think it I want to say it's probably, it's probably, I don't know. It's probably in a European language for ice cream. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Shout out to ice cream for being the best <laughs> snack when it's cold outside and you just got inside a ho- Shout house. Shout out to
2: ice cream, bro.
0: Shout out to ice cream, I, bro.
2: We love you, man. Yeah, We love you, ice cream. Pour, You're the best. Pour so one cream? out for ice cream. You're awesome.
3: <laughs> Except the ice cream. Don't pour it out. Eat it. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was a combination of things that inspired four top threes. Um my love for wanting to hang out with you guys and having a, a reason and an excuse to hang out. The conversation about milkshake, <laughs> about what it should not should be made of, depending on where you're born. Um, yeah, and and Top 5 Beatdown on Watcher. So there you go. That's that's my inspiration for this. This is why this dumb thing came up.
2: And this was the last episode of 4Top3. Thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you, you. Until next so month. much for listening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hear <laughs> you again, maybe never. <laughs> um t- so, yeah. That's
3: that's that's that. That's that's four top threes. Um, I'm I'm going to figure out. No, I'm going to randomly determine who is
0: next.
1: I'm I'm I'm, I'm to
0: I'm, pick a topic. I'm so excited. To Preparing fi- your beard. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: I'm on the edge of my seat, V. Mm. <laughs>
2: Oh, are
0: you?
1: I'm so excited.
2: Oh, it's either okay. gonna be that person or this person.
1: The antith- it's
3: really funny because Kessie's is doing uh, physical <laughs> jokes on an audio Visturant podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
3: well, according to this algorithm Ooh. that I have uh, created for
2: oh, the show, oh, is it one of those it, like you, by slides? algorithm? You mean dice roll? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's no, no algorithm.
0: It's one of those and sl- based on um. It's one of those artificial intelligences that makes art
2: and like uh, just because uh, you consulted Google, Analytics. you
1: have to type slash roll doesn't make you a co- like d- code code <laughs> maker computer person.
3: <laughs> well, no, there's there's a complicated uh, nice. algorithm mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. uh, based on our names and how much we've spoken in the episode, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. based on and the history our, of how so many, many times, all mm-hmm. the
1: important so, things,
2: uh, and under which yeah. star we were born. Mm-hmm. In the yes. year? Um, mm-hmm. And, and according to what this, country? And according what to this... Second com- letter of each country.
1: Also, is. we drew straws once. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, it's also based oh, on I haven't added that the
3: algorithm. Oh, God, you're right. I need to add the straws to the algorithm, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like, according to the complex algorithm, it's Neil. <gasps> oh, what? Wow. Oh, my I know. God. Fuck, I didn't expect that. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, Neil... You're mm-hmm. once every, two, every six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your algorithm, huh? <laughs> yes, the, the algorithm. Mm. Um, that's the mm-hmm. the How day. about top three um, things
1: that annoy you? Number oh! one, algorithm. Number two, algorithm. Number three, yeah. algorithm.
3: Hang <laughs> on, let me, dis- let me see what the algorithm says <laughs> on the third. Yeah, it's algorithm.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be it, but
3: oh we'll figure it out we'll figure it out between episodes Could um anyway thank you all so much for listening thank you kessie for um suggesting this topic because this i found this interesting and i found this fun
2: to talk about shit i mean for for two people that complained they had nothing we've already Mm -hmm. recorded two and a half uh, hours three of them are just
0: telling you your shit for picking this topic
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm telling you listen i
3: already knew that (laughs) i I spent the last two hours wanking so it's been fantastic Ah, so let's let's end this episode there on a end it on a climax am i doing am i doing this right um (laughs) anyway thank you all so much for listening and we shall see you in a month bye
0: Mm, okay thanks
2: bye Bye. Bye. okay bye bye bye
3: okay i'm gonna stop Hi everyone, it's V here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Apologies, first of all, for being a little bit late. We've been dealing with some sicknesses, but everything is a-okay now and we're back on schedule. This was a lot of fun for me because I got to hear about where Counterbalance came from um, and how all that kind of originated. It's really fascinating and I also love sharing about some of the strange reasons why TLD is the way that it is. Um, it would really help us out if you could leave us a review basically anywhere that you could leave a review or tell someone down the road from where you live. Hey, go listen to this podcast. It's awesome. If you think it's awesome, you know what I mean. I think that's uh, that's it for this month. Um, thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful month. Bye. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm? Honourable mentions.
0: I don't have any honourable mentions. Cassie already fucked me all the way to the fucking Sunday. I'm going to end this as soon as I can.
3: <laughs> okay, well, before you get on to your number one, let's finish up the honourable mentions first. Okay. <laughs> you're going to destroy my brain. This is how I <laughs>
0: forgot that Kessie hadn't done its oh, one. Oh, are you trying it's to make because... everybody do their honorable mentions at the same time?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead yes. and ruin this for you and break your brain, V, but I haven't even decided my number one yet, and the rest are going to be oh honorable mentions. <laughs> so...
0: V, what are you? No. I had a very simple system. It is when it's my turn, I do a couple of honorable mentions, and then I boss on my number one.
2: Okay, if you want me to go right on my to my number one, then instead, just so I, we can continue. I, I, like sorry.
0: I have honourable mentions. Me. That's that's sorry. Fine. Oh sorry. Okay. Like <laughs> fucking delete everything I said. No, I don't have any honourable mentions. Neil.
1: No. Well, uh, yes. Uh but later. <laughs> <laughs> so you can decide which one is that. <laughs> yeah. So I can decide. Okay, it's gonna which one is my number one.
3: <laughs> I, I do that I, sometimes too when I have a giant list of stuff uh, like whichever comes out of my mouth at the time becomes number one and everything yeah. else becomes <laughs> I'm just
1: going to ask y'all what y'all want to hear <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry what do you want um. hey there this is Justin Bartha I made a funny new podcast King of the Egg Cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black I'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut